Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. As you know, I am Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am very excited today to have with us Chantel Lasher-Kanzaki, who is a 2015 graduate of our program and currently the internal communications lead at Affirm Incorporated. How's it going, Chantel? It is good. I'm so happy to be here. Nice to see you again. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, Chantel just moved to uh, to Denver, and so we were just talking about uh, the snow and uh, and um, the excitement of 15 degrees and uh, and and puppers running through the snow for the first time and uh, yes. just fun stuff, right? Quite the change from California, yes. Yes, quite the change indeed. But Denver's a Denver's a wonderful place to live, so I think you're going to really love it there. Um, I, uh, I, I'm excited to, to eventually, of course, get uh, to a firm and, and get to, to talking about what you do with a firm and what a firm does and, and, and what you're doing as internal communications lead. But as you know, with the podcast, I like to, to, to set the stage and, and get, have our listeners get to know you a little bit better. So tell us, um, Chantel, where are you from? Well, I grew up in the Bay Area, uh, about an hour and a half east of San Francisco in a small little town called Brentwood. Wow. Uh, my family has been there since like 1967. So oh, have they really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. The old, old guard of Brentwood, huh? Oh, yes. Yes, nice. very much. <laughs> I love it. What did your parents do when you were growing up? Uh, my dad uh, did acoustical ceilings, uh, oh. a company which he now owns, which is oh. exciting. Uh, yeah, and then my mom uh, was a dental office assistant slash manager, actually for my grandpa. Oh, uh, no so very both very small family uh, companies that they worked for uh, until very recently. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> I grew up, I, I dated a girl in high school for eight years whose dad was an orthodontist. Um, so I'm, I'm very familiar with the dental community there, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I worked in the office uh, a couple of summers cleaning yeah. instruments and wore the scrubs and everything. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. I love it. Um, did you, um, were you, uh, were you one of those that, that tried to talk while you had uh, instruments in people's mouths? <laughs> uh, my grandpa <laughs> did pretty good about navigating the conversation uh-huh. you know, especially because his hands were bigger so like you couldn't really say anything but I got you. Um, it, it was fun to kind of see everything going on and learn a couple couple mm-hmm. things about teeth mm-hmm. <laughs> at that point I love it. It's such a ta- it's such a talent to be able to ho- uh, hold a conversation while you have your your mouth your hands in mm-hmm. in people's mouths. And I I, I always um, always have laughed about it over the years. It's like it seems like dental hygienists are like the most talkative people yeah. um, of all <laughs> yes. time, you know. And it's like the most inappropriate place to be very talkative. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they can't you can't talk. You've got stuff in they've got stuff yeah. in your mouth. But uh, no, it's funny. It's it's actually I I think it's great because it's like what we always want, right? We want to talk mm-hmm. at people without them being able to talk back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Good job for me. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So I love that. So so tell me about growing up in Brentwood. What was Brentwood like? Is it um was a big sports town, um nature and hiking, arts uh-huh. and arts and crafts, theater? Uh, what were you into? A- <laughs> well, there's a lot of corn there. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> it used to be a much smaller farming town. Mm. Um, it's gotten a lot bigger as people have kind of moved away from like Oakland and San Francisco out to to the burbs a bit mm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess my family's been there like forever. Uh, so I went to the same high school that my parents did. Right. Uh, so that that was kind of funny because there were a few teachers that 
knew them and they taught them that them. were then yeah. yeah that were now teaching me. Yeah, um, that's a trip. So there there wasn't a ton to do there to be honest, but um, ah. I I grew up on a farm, uh, so for most of my childhood, I was raising pigs and uh, sheep. Wow. Uh, which people would not guess about me now, but I was very at home at Cal Poly. <laughs> that is that is cool. Well, you know, I grew up on a farm too, so we yeah. share that in common. Yeah, we didn't have pigs and sheep. We, we weren't we weren't that cool. We had tobacco, you know, so I could go out and different. roll me. Up, yeah, I could roll me up a. a um, no, I'm just kidding. I couldn't. Roll, you, you can't do. You can't do that. <laughs> but um, that's cool. So, what were you into growing up? Um, other than other than caring for the sheep and the uh, and the pigs and, and <laughs> yeah, I um I did that for a long time. Um, mm. and like did the county fairs and all of that. Uh, but then I got really into basketball and volleyball. Um, oh, my yeah. dad was also a basketball coach uh, for the local both two of the local high schools. Um, mm. at different points in time. Wow, uh, he did it all. He did it all. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, awesome. He like he coached. I, he coached for like twenty years. Uh, mm. I think like. almost my brother's entire life. Uh, And so by the end, he was coaching children of kids that he had coached in the beginning. So he was like, oof, I need to stop. Right. right. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I imagine also the acoustic tile business. I imagine that's uh, booming right now as everybody's Mm -hmm. like trying to outfit their, their, uh, you know, you can't see, (laughs) but I'm here in my bedroom, you know, everybody's trying to like outfit their homes with acoustics for, for zoom and, and everybody is a podcaster and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I imagine a business is booming there. So let's talk about, um, Chantel, the, uh, the connection with Cal Poly, um, obviously growing up on a farm, you know, you, like you said, you (laughs) felt right at home once you got here, but, but, um, but there, there, there always kind of needs to be that connection or that story on how you, how you found, um, Cal Poly and how you found the major. What was that story like for you? Very different. Um, I had no idea about Cal Poly uh, until a family friend uh, whose their son had gone. Um, I think I believe he was wine and vit was like, oh, my dad had coached him. (laughs) Uh, And so he was like, oh, you need to check out Cal Poly. And I was like, "Okay, cool, because I was always planning to like go to San Diego. Um, I just I wanted to be near the beach. I wanted to be there. And then uh, I checked out Cal Poly and it was perfect. learn by doing really got me because I'm very visual, very hands-on in the way I like learn things. Yeah. Uh, and then the college town slow is amazing. I still like love, love slow. Yeah. Um, and nautical bean is like my favorite place, my favorite coffee shop of all time. So I still oh, yeah. <laughs> stock up on the beans every time I can. Nice. Um, nice. Which one did you go to the one out, uh, Los Osos Valley road or the one there on high street? Uh, I've been going to the one on High Street as of uh, recently, uh, uh, just because it's right next to High Street Deli. So we uh, have like our, we go get our nautical bean and then we go to High Street Deli and get our sandwiches and get nice. my Cali beef. Um, so we have our whole routine when we visit Slow now. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. that's awesome. So what about the major? Did you, um, did you enter? Um, I don't recall. Were you a change of major or did you enter Cal Poly um, under a change our major? of major. You so were, I came I into Cal Poly as a business major. Um, I changed my major late in the game. I just, I wasn't finding like my place. I like, I wasn't Mm -hmm. enjoying what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I felt like a lot of other people were like finding their area of business. Mm -hmm. Like my now husband, he was like finance. He was like, Oh, I 
like his brain works that way. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And I was yep. like, I don't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I started working uh, for Martin Resorts. Actually, I worked at Pismo Lighthouse Suites, uh-huh. um, the front desk. And I realized that like hospitality and that kind of industry was like where I needed to be. Right. Um, and so I think I was like, I went into Dr. Hendricks office basically in tears, like talking about how I didn't like what I was doing. And it was like, right. I was a junior and like, I wasn't doing well and all these things. And he was like, all right, like, let's get you switched over. Yeah. Um, and your one-on-one class was the first one I got to take. So that's it was right. A yeah. Great intro for myself. Awesome. Well, that's so great to hear. And, um, and you know, it, it is, it, it can be obviously, uh, it's an advantage for us, um, in having to declare the major in advance because um, we get a we get a higher quality of student that way, right? Um, mm-hmm. In it not being a discovery major, um, like it is on a lot of campuses. But at the same time, it's a really difficult and daunting thing for seventeen and eighteen year olds to decide yep. exactly <laughs> what they want to do with their life. And and exactly. so I love that we have the change of major. And so many uh, of our, um, I think some of our some of our most uh, some of our brightest, most talented students over the years have been change of majors because you know you have to go ahead and show that motivation. To to, mm-hmm. to to be able to navigate that process. And I think that's an important thing. And then you you kind of come into the major ready to go and 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 jump into yeah. things. And so I think that's exciting. And I remember you as being someone who definitely, I have to say, Chantel, I I, I guess that the change of major, but knowing how involved you were, um, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of, you know, I know you packed a lot in, right? Yeah. Uh, during those two <laughs> years. So that's uh that's great. So um, let's talk about what what advice you would give to um, to current students or to prospective students while they're at Cal Poly in terms of building experience, in terms of um, you know uh, really getting the most out of their their college experience. Is there any any advice you would give along those lines? Oh man, yes, do all the things. Like I, even though I did a lot, I feel like I wanted to go back sometimes and and get involved in more, but. Um, taking risks and being flexible to your plan changing, whatever you think your plan is. Um, obviously my plan <laughs> changed, um, and it was hundred percent for the better. So you don't have to go in with a prescribed, this is exactly what I'm going to do in these four years. This is what I'm going to get involved in. This is what I'm not going to be involved in. Um, just be open and try things and don't feel like I've, I'm one that's extroverted, but also like coming into Cal Poly, I like didn't have any like buddies there. And I was mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do, but I mm-hmm. took some risks and went places by myself without feeling like I needed like a, a friend there to like mm-hmm. hold my hand through it. And mm-hmm. it worked out very well. Um, awesome. So don't be a, don't be afraid. Jump in, jump in, dive in, do all yeah, the things that's, that's before you have ad- to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's good <laughs> advice. And I, I think, um, I think we underestimate sometimes that fear that, that, um, that, that people sometimes bring into, um, bring with them to experiences. And, um, and so I, I know myself, I, I, even though, you know, I tried to put off the facade of this extroverted, funny, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, outgoing guy who could be in any situation internally, I have a lot of fear, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that, and a lot of times that can even be a, um, 
that can even be a defense mechanism for mm-hmm. actually being afraid to put yourself out there into situations. And so I love that advice. Um, so, you know, you know, when I look, when I look through um, the experiences that you've had, you've had some, you've had some uh, really amazing <laughs> ones, you know, working for Martin Resorts and, and George P. Johnson and, and, mm-hmm. um, and the San Francisco Chamber of Commerce and, and now yeah, all um, over the place. <laughs> yeah. And now a firm and, and, and that is great. And that is awesome. And, and, you know, um, the, the one I think, I actually think it's a, it's a really positive thing. I remember when mm-hmm. I was your age, Chantel, I was, I was worried that I had kind of jumped around and believe mm-hmm. me, I, I was not jumping around between, <laughs> uh, award-winning companies like you, like you have, um, but, uh, but, uh, I, I love that, 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 that aspect of, of being able to, to be more flexible and to, to find your, uh, to, to go to different companies and find your niche. And so I want to talk about first, um, the experience with Martin resort. I know you worked for Martin resort, like you said, um, and, and then that became your internship, right? So can you talk about, a lot of students, uh, of course, and during the pandemic are, are worried about finding an internship and how that's going to go. Um, can you talk about that process for you and what it was like? Yeah, I also had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I actually, I worked for Martin Resorts um, while I was in school and for a couple of years, I did front desk and then I did working in the marketing office um, with Lindsay, who was a alum as well. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought about having that as my internship. I had it for some of my class credit, uh, but then I actually got an offer from George P. Johnson. Um, and I didn't know if conference life was what I wanted to do, but I was really excited about it. So I jumped in, um, I found out that conference life was not what I wanted to do. So it was an excellent (laughs) experience because I, here I thought I was going to like love one thing and I I ended up not, it was again, great experience to have. And Mm -hmm. I'm happy that I did it, but it ended up not being what I wanted to do. And that's totally fine. So I don't think anyone, like when you're looking at an internship, you don't have to have it check every single box because you're not going to find your dream job or what you want to do immediately done with graduation. Um, It takes a lot more time (laughs) than that. I mean, we were just talking about how 2015 is now almost six years ago, which is insane. Mm -hmm. And I'm just now kind of figuring out like, right, this is what I really like. Like, here's all these experiences I've had. So I think if I would have tried to, prescribe a perfect internship or be like nervous to jump into something completely different, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Yeah, so. for sure. And you know, I, I, I love that. And, um, and, and when I, when I reached out to you to, 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 to talk to you, um, one of the, one of the reasons I, I wanted to is to talk about those transferable skills. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that relates exactly to what you're talking about. You know, I used to have a, um, I used to have a, for my introduction to sport management um, course, I used to have students do a, a final interview with me as, as their final, they would do an interview as if they were on the, on a, on the job hunt. And um, a few of the students over the years that impressed me the most were um, did two different things. One was, uh, was a student who grew up on a dairy farm and she talked about the work ethic of having to get up at, at five in the morning and milk mm-hmm. the cows and talked about how that could apply to this position in marketing for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I love that. <laughs> you know, and that transferable, that transferability is so important. And, um, and so I think your advice of, of realizing that, yeah, we might have these ideal jobs. We might have, but, but they're stepping stones along the way. Mm-hmm. And, and you particularly right now in the midst of a pandemic, we can't, you can't get frustrated because you're not, you're not getting that dream job or that dream internship, use it as a stepping stone and and Mm -hmm. get the most out of any experience that you have. You could have at Martin resorts, you could have just been a desk clerk and you could have hated it. Right. And you could have gone back and been like, I hate being a desk clerk. I never want to do that again. But instead you reached out to Lindsay and you did marketing and you did all kinds of different things. And, and then the same thing with George P. Johnson, right? You could have been like, wow, I hate conferences. Why did I decide this? (laughs) Instead, you take the connections and you build Mm -hmm. off of it. I love that. So, so let's talk about, um, let's talk about after George P. Johnson. So you, you very worked different. For the, yeah, you worked for San Francisco <laughs> Chamber of Commerce. So let's um yes. let's talk about that experience. I'd love to hear um I'd love to hear about what that's like. We've had a, a number of um alums over the years work for the chamber mm-hmm. and Camille. Um, yeah, Camille. Mm-hmm. Um Camille and um uh, there's I, I I can't, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at like <laughs> snapping who, who who works there, but I know we've had a number. Um so what was that experience like? Oh, it was a hundred percent different from George P. Johnson mm-hmm. <laughs> working on Dreamforce. That's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Very small team, very limited resources, and an organization that had been around for over 150 years. I think 160 something right. um, when I was there. So it was incredibly different, uh, but also a very, very good experience because mm-hmm. I went from, you know, very fast, all the resources that we could possibly need to little to none, um, and having to come up with these creative events and get people to donate and like, how do we make the sponsors feel like taken care of? And uh, we got to one of my favorite projects I worked on there was a luncheon that we did with the warriors. Um, And so we had like the top sponsor was it with Steph Curry and we had Draymond green and clay and it was really, really cool. That's Um, awesome. And we, it it was cool because we were like in the same room as them trying to like keep people from like, getting their autographs. And um, (laughs) (laughs) so it it opened me up to a lot of cool projects like that, but also a lot of really great connections um, Mm -hmm. and some very good friends who I'm still very close with to this day. But also as I was job hunting in between and, you know, as other people were job hunting, they'd still reach out to me. And um, when I did move on to eventually a firm from the chamber, there were some sponsors uh, that I had you know, had sponsored my events and, mm-hmm. um, I made great relationships with that. I got to come back to and actually give lots of money to, <laughs> oh, <laughs> to pay awesome. for their events. Right. Um, so that, that was great. Um, being able to make those connections and then come back later and be like, okay, you helped me out at this point, And now like, I have money for you. So here you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. And you know, that's one of the things that I think is, is also so valuable, valuable about our industry is that, you know, I, I hear a lot from, um, uh, from sport management students. Well, you know, like, well, I saw that you did a podcast with so-and-so a couple of years ago, and now they're working in banking. Like, how can that be? Well, um, you know, like you just said, we have sponsors that, 
um, that sponsor our events or that sponsor mm-hmm. our teams. And those sponsors come in and we service them and we, we create that relationship and that connection. And then they go, Hey, um, if I gave you double the money or 1.5 X <laughs> the money, would you come and work for me? And it's like, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, because it, it's ultimately that co-creation of experiences mm-hmm. and that transferability of skills um, in a management degree that I think is is really important. And as you know, you know, um, we've made that shift to experience industry management. I, I, we we didn't Chantel at the time realize. I mean, it, it was really ultimately as an umbrella term um, to cover all of what we did, but we didn't realize what. what an unintended benefit has been that it's opened up um, the corporate small business world um, because everyone is ultimately trying to co-create experiences. And so that leads us right up to what you're currently doing now, you know, as a internal communications lead, um, you, you're in that, you're in that game, right. Of, of co-creating it, yes. experiences for employees and for the company and, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, no, a, a firm incorporated was not, uh, a, 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 um, company, that 10 years ago that parks and rec majors, you know, I use that in quotes, (laughs) parks and rec majors would be looking towards, but Mm -hmm. those now with, um, with our emphasis on experience design and our emphasis on this co-creation of experiences and the skills that, that you get, I think it's, um, we're seeing more and more, of our alumni um, going into these areas. And I know you didn't as, a start as the communications lead. You started in <laughs> I've events. I've changed a few times, yes. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you started in events, but you've worked your way up. So I just want to talk with you. Can you tell us, first of all, w- what a firm does? Um, uh, and I, I know you you guys have received a number of accolades uh, recently, and so um, feel free to give some plugs there for a firm um, <laughs> as well. But um, I'd love to talk about that progression with you through the company and what a firm does mm-hmm. and what you're doing now, ultimately. Yes. Uh, well, first of all, a firm. Uh, a lot of people hear that and are like, "What firm do you work for?" Um, <laughs> so it's it's fun that now uh, that we're getting some of these these it's accolades like the who's that people on are first. understanding. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I hadn't um, thought about it. Uh, yeah, the name of the company is a firm. Yes, <laughs> not not yes, uh, not, not she works firm. for a firm. <laughs> yeah. We're not we're not being secretive. Um, right. A lot of people kind of look at me funny. They're like, "Okay, but what do you work for?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, A F F I R M." Yeah, so we're uh, a buy now, pay later um, type of financial technology company. Um, our founder and CEO, Max Lovchin, uh, is a gem of a human. Uh, he was one of the few that um, founded PayPal. Uh, so he's been in the industry. And the whole mission of the company um, is to make honest financial products. So he tells a story of, you know, he immigrated to the US and uh, after, I think it was, during or after the PayPal um, went public, um, he was doing well, but his credit was so bad that he couldn't buy a car. Um, and it was because of like, just all of the little gotchas here and there um, mm-hmm. that credit cards tend to do. So his whole vision and the mission that everyone's working towards is making it a little bit easier for people to you know build their credit and mm-hmm. not get screwed over with credit cards and, you know, having gotcha. to, give away your first child if you're late on a payment or whatever the fine print says. Right. Um, 
so it's really cool to work for a mission driven company. Um, mm-hmm. Finance is something. I mean, we talked about me changing my major. I did terrible in finance <laughs> when I was at Cal Poly. Really? So I never ever saw myself going into a company f- focused around it. Um, right. But it is an excellent. Here's my plug. Excellent company to work for. Um, and I, I'm a little bit biased because I'm on the experience team, and through all my roles, I've been right. focused on the employee experience. Right. Um, so like you said, I started in events and we were only 300 people and it was, Hey, come in and plan a fun event for everybody mm-hmm. uh, every month. And I think within my first like three weeks, I had the rest of the year plan and I was like, all right, what else do we need to do? Right. That's really <laughs> wild. That actually reminds me, uh, Chantel, the very first podcast that I had uh, with Haley uh, Balachi, who was working oh, for, for yes. Uber. And she actually mm-hmm. said the same thing. She was like, planning these events and she's looking around she's like wait a second no one's actually planning events for the headquarters like we've got to figure this out so i love that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah Haley and i worked um, at martin resorts at one point at the at, we sat right next to each other um, oh no way yeah i think she was doing her internship and i was still uh, i hadn't hit my internship just yet but we were both in the marketing office oh that's um, cool shout out to her there you go um, shout out <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so my role, it, it kept changing. Um, we were growing really quickly. We're now 1,300. So there's 1,000 more people than when I started, which is wow. insane. Um, is I'm insane. coming up on my three-year anniversary. So that gives you a little, little background on how quickly we've grown. Um, yeah. And so it, my role just kept changing with what we needed. So we need someone to manage the reception team. We need someone to think about the workplace experience. So when people are coming into the office, uh, which... Obviously, that's dated now. Um, <laughs> what is it? What does it look like? How are they taken care of? And I always had the events piece um, up until like last month, basically, <laughs> right. um, where I'm like moving more into internal communications um, because through talking about transferable skills, through all of the things that I've done, I've had to learn how to communicate with different people in different ways. Yeah. Um, and so I, I got good at it. So they <laughs> they trust me with it. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking about. How do all these 1,300 humans now talk to each other? How do we plan our biweekly all-company meeting, which is now via Zoom? Uh-huh. What content do I put in there? How do I make it relevant for people? Uh-huh. Um, I do our weekly newsletter that goes out uh, right. and then some other like project management pieces. So uh-huh. um, because I have the skills from planning events, um, it transfers directly to that project management in a different way. So I'm exactly. leading our, our people function in uh, our acquisition, what we just acquired 200 wonderful Canadians, um, from a Uh, company called Baybright. And so uh, we're figuring out how do we bring them into the fold? How do we make them feel loved and taken care of and like part of the company without feeling taken over? Right. All very, very experience based, um, in all, all aspects for the employees. So it's, it's yeah. been fun, but it's been challenging for sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, so, so let's, let's talk a little bit more. I want to dig a little bit deeper into, um, into how the pandemic has, has shifted things. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're obviously, uh, you, you are obviously, uh, since we, we mentioned it earlier in, in Denver now. Right. And yes. so, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I noticed, uh, I, I noticed the, uh, 
the logo um, that one of the 50 best remote first places to work, a yes, firm sir. has uh, been named been named one of those. So let's talk about um, the experience during the pandemic, what it's taught you, what it's taught the company and, and, mm-hmm. how, uh, and how you're navigating it, how you see us navigating um, uh, the, the virtual space in the future and in, in, um, in, in company communications and, and an experience design and all of those sorts of things. I think you're, you're uniquely positioned to, to, to reflect <laughs> on that for us. So yeah, what do you and think? I, I love this question because um, I was thinking about it as I was prepping before and it really mm-hmm. made me think about like how different um, things are and how much we've had to adjust because before pandemic, we were very in office um, and like every strategy we had was focused around taking care of our people mm-hmm. coming into the office. Um, and now basically overnight, we had to change everything up. Um, yeah. I had the events team at that point. So I was super nervous because I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Um, yeah. But the company, I feel even more loyal to now because instead of you know laying people off, we just switched things around. That's how I got into my new role. Um, mm-hmm. Switched things around so that we were like focusing on different things. Um, so not a single soul had to be laid off, which was amazing. That's awesome. Um, but it's been difficult. I don't think anyone really has the answer to like, how do we do this long term? Right. Um, because when you're m- focused on making experiences for people when they can't be with each other, um, mm-hmm. as the whole industry knows, it's very, very difficult because yep. now it's it's virtual and there's something different about not sitting, you know, across the table from someone or next to someone. Right. Um, and people are just tired of virtual, <laughs> you yeah. know, like the first couple of weeks was like, Oh, let's do zoom happy hours. And like, let's uh, play games. This is uh-huh. fun. And now everyone's like, I can't, no, not, another. not one more zoom. Right? <laughs> <laughs> not one more zoom. Maybe that's why um, I've had a t- tough time getting people to do podcasts now <laughs> before they're like, it's zoom. Yeah. I've never even heard of zoom. Let's do a podcast on zoom with Greenwood. <laughs> and now everybody's like, what a podcast on zoom. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good change from like work Zoom. So uh, this yeah. is a fun, a fun yeah. Zoom. Yeah, this is a fun <laughs> Zoom. There you go. Well, well, so um you know, I am I am curious, like the the commitment that the that the companies made. And I think it's mm-hmm. um it, it's really great to hear what, what you said about um them not laying anyone off. And 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 I assume with you moving to Denver, I mean you're you're not you're not there to open an office. You're you're there to mm-hmm. to work virtually, right? And so yeah. So has that commit I, I assume that commitment now is long term to to the virtual space and and trying to um, to navigate it. Um, I think, like you said, it, it, there are, there are going to be challenges moving forward. Um, but it seems like one of the things that you want to look for is you want to look for companies that are, are making, are making that commitment. And it's obvious that mm-hmm. a firm has through the, they're, they're being named, um, one of the 50 best remote first places to work and, and that sort of thing. So what advice would you give to, to those, um, you know, current students and, and young professionals who are out there who, um, you know, maybe, maybe they've been laid off in the event industry or, or maybe they're, they're looking for a change. What advice would you give them in terms of, of looking for companies? That's also a very good question. I've actually talked to um, a couple of people that have reached out um, that were in similar boats. Um, so my, my best advice would be 
talk to people. Um, not everyone is going to be able to hire you or give you an opportunity, but hearing their experience or talking through, you know, what they do or how things have changed for them could be very helpful for, you know, you thinking through what do I do next or figuring out how to sell your skills in a different way. Um, like we talked about transferable skills, project management for an event or for, you know, any piece of the experience management major is Mm -hmm. huge. Like you can transfer that to anything. I remember one of my favorite projects I did and the major was in, um, I can't remember the name of the class, but it was your class. And we did like, we were learning about tournaments and like brackets and all of those. And, um, <laughs> 260 RPTA 260. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. the old RPTA 260 actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's um, a new myself one. Myself and Amonisere did, uh, a spike ball tournament as like our uh-huh. final project. I and remember. it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, putting together and like managing, getting the group signed up or when people like dropped out last minute, what to do and like uh-huh. going through all the way for the tournament day. And I was thinking about that again, as I was prepping and I was like, wow, a lot of the stuff I did then, like in a similar way I'm doing now, right? Um, figuring out like, you have to like be on your feet and figure out like, okay, this has changed last minute. How do I do that? Sometimes mm-hmm. like by all company meetings are 1300 people, things are changing in the middle of the meeting and I'm like of managing course. it on zoom. So it's very similar. And like the skills of being able to adapt um, and change and plan and organize and get people, bring them along with you. So those skills are 110%, like million percent transferable. So it's just selling them in a different way. Like you mentioned um, the girl who was on the dairy farm Mm -hmm. and sold Mm -hmm. it in a way for the marketing internship. So it, it can be done. Um, And if you feel like you can't, figure out how to do that. Like talk to people. I'm always open and willing to talk to people. So when people reach out, I'm like, yeah, of course, I'd love to talk to you. Obviously I love talking. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's so great. And, and, um, I can't, I can't express enough. My thanks for you being willing to talk. And, um, that's so funny that you reminded me of Spikeball. I, I think, yes. uh, Chantel, I think you guys were the first ones to introduce me to Spikeball. I was like, <laughs> what? What is this? Yes. Spikeball? That seems so weird. And, um, <laughs> and you know, I, I think just recently I've really, I've figured it out. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, because <laughs> you, yeah. you, you walk by and you, you walk by and you're like, what in the world is that? That yeah. looks, that looks crazy. Uh, People but, get really into it too. Like, yes, again, and my now husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, uh-huh. like him and our very good friend were a team uh-huh. and they won the whole thing, but they're super competitive. And uh-huh. so this was actually really good for my report, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he like dove and like caught a ball, but he like tore a ligament in his thumb. Oh, no. And so he had to like go get it. He had a cast for a while. It was a whole thing. <laughs> oh no. I'm glad he didn't sue us. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I was you, like, Ooh, you and me. <laughs> yeah. But it was great for my report because I was like, yes. these things went wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Some risk so management elements in there. I yeah. love it. That is uh that is so great. Um well um I just uh, I, I want to thank you so much for for the time you've spent today and and for gi- for giving back, like I said, and you know you um, for the listeners out there, you know I get contacted from time to time by, by students who who say you know they, who listen to the podcast and they say, well, how do you re- how do you recommend reaching out? And one of the things I say is like, hey, you know we've got this great platform in LinkedIn mm-hmm. where you know you can connect with where, where you can connect with our, the podcast guests and, and say, Hey, I listened, uh, I listened to your podcast. I loved it. I, I would love to, 
talk to you, see, or would you be willing to schedule an informational interview or, or mm. whatever? And, um, and so, uh, and I just heard back from one of our podcast guests, um, a couple of days ago who thanked me so much. Um, she was like, I got an intern. She, I got an intern through this route. They reached out to me and oh, I needed an intern and this is so great. Thank you so much. And so, <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, I, I, it, I love that that you guys are paying it forward and mm-hmm. really appreciate that. And we're just so proud of you and all of the work that you've done. And um, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I love, I love talking as I told you, <laughs> um, but I love coming back to my former RPTA and Cal Poly roots. So yeah. anyone who wants to reach out, please do. Okay. Um, I love, I love talking about it. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll love playing, um, enjoy playing in the snow with that pupper and, um, <laughs> Thank you. and um, good luck, good luck unpacking. Thanks for taking the time with us. <laughs> Thank you. All right. See ya. <laughs>